Welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We are so glad that you are here. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And our hope is that this is a space where you'll find encouragement for your home and for your soul. We have real conversations about God, interior design, and all the things that we love. Our hearts are to encourage women to run their race, to keep their eyes on God, and somehow we manage to offer up some design advice for your homes in between. We share from our real-life experiences, and from time to time, we talk to some amazing guests. And hey, head over to our website, bydesignpodcast.com. We post all of our shows there, um, so you can find links to the things we talk about, maybe some design inspiration pictures. You can also follow us there on Instagram, and you can subscribe to our podcast as well. So if you have iTunes or an Android phone, you can download an app. Yay. Yeah. And then just listen along every week. Okay. And seriously, yesterday I met with a lovely lady and she was like asking me about podcasts. Like, how do you, how do, I don't know how to listen. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, well, do you have a smartphone? And so she said, yes. So I'm like, well, I can help you right now. And so like I showed her, it was so easy. You know, like once I showed her, you know, she was like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, that's so okay. So if maybe if you know of someone who wants, you want to share with, like if it's your mom or your aunt or something, just show them how to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not, it's not that hard. Right, but it's it seems like a strange thing because podcasting is kind of new. Yeah, like, it's funny. Even even over in Africa, um, they're not really into it yet. Like there's a lot of our friends are like, yeah, I haven't really listened to podcasts yet. Like our Nairobi friends yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, you should. There's so many awesome things out mm-hmm. there. Because I love, I love podcasts, but whatever. So today we're going to talk a little bit about your trip to I'm back. Africa, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. My heart is like bursting. Mm, I'm so glad you're back though. I'm selfish. It just felt weird. I'm, Even driving around our town knowing that you weren't nearby. <laughs> it's, it's like a weird... I know. I feel like that when you're away or yeah. when anybody out of our people are away, it yes. just feels weird. Yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, when you sent me the text and were like, I'm back. I was like, yes. Because oh, I didn't know if you were... I thought you might stay there. It looked... Warms my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I miss my people, but it was just an amazing time. I just still can't believe that we got to have that opportunity. Like, so what what were you going there for exactly? Yeah, we, well, um, we were just really excited to take our boys over with us for this trip. And so we, we knew we were going to go and serve with Kids Alive International because we have sponsored a child through that. And we've been there before and we just love Kids Alive. So we were like, we knew we wanted to um, show the boys that Mm -hmm. the way kids alive runs so we knew we wanted to show them that and then we were like well we can't be in africa bring our boys all this way and not do a safari Mm -hmm. and then it was like and we have to see our friends Mm because we have so many amazing friends um because of our partnership with nairobi chapel so it was just a totally rich time for Mm -hmm. all of us like yeah it was amazing so when we first got there um our friends like Friends that we haven't seen in years too um, picked us up at the airport, and it just felt like home. It was just so yeah, good. Some of your Kenyan friends, yeah, because you have you and Kurt went on a mission trip, an actual mission trip. We did like four of, years ago. Four years ago mm-hmm. to Africa, yeah, then Kenya too. And same then that was before our, our our partnership was just starting. I feel like with Nairobi Chapel, and then our we, church's partnership, yeah. And mm-hmm. so then we were able to like um, get to know some more of the people there, and Kurt's become really great friends with a lot of the worship leaders and tech mm-hmm. people there. And they've come over and, you know, worked with Kurt here in Northwest Indiana. And then, you know, he's been able to go over there and he's toured with the band over there mm-hmm. in the past and um, just made some really great friends. So it was just so good to see yeah. our people. And yeah. then like Kurt and I were saying how amazing it was because when we t- went there with the boys, 
we didn't feel like tourists because we weren't doing touristy things um, on our own. Like we... You were involved in the real culture. Yeah, with, we were with real people in their homes. And, you know, our yeah. our sweet friend, Nico and Tabitha, they like opened up their house on Sunday. Kurt had led worship, which was amazing at the chapel mm-hmm. with Nico. And um, afterwards, we had a goat roast at his house with all of our friends. It was was just so awesome. awesome. Yeah, we're going to, I'm going to share some pictures on that post of Kurt. And just seeing you guys in your faces in worship, I could see the joy um, in the spirit a lot. One thing I want to touch on, and I know that you um, might be mad at me for this because you guys don't like to talk about about you guys because you're (laughs) just so in love with the people there and... Mm. The reason you went is kind of scared to help them, but <laughs> no, I, just the idea um, that you guys took a family vacation and you yeah. didn't go to like the beach or to Disney World, and no, no problem with not any that of those that's things. bad. No, because exactly. I we might need that sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah, us too. But I love the idea that you were investing in mm-hmm. the hearts of your children. So you took your boys. How old are they? Uh, so twelve, ten, and almost eight. Almost eight. Yeah. So you took them on a trip to the other side of the world mm-hmm. just to see so that they would have a broader view right. of this planet that we live on and the people and what other people's lives are. Because I think right. our views here are just so small. My view is still small. I haven't been anywhere in the world um, besides on vacations for myself. I have right. a list of places I've been. I've yeah. been blessed to, yes. you know, whatever. But like I... It was all self-focused vacation time. So I love that, Lynn. And, you know, oh, you have to... listen, though. <laughs> but, but for your kids, if you... Th- I know. What an encouragement. It was what really... A- it was really one of those things that Kurt and I felt... We just felt like at this time, um, the time was right for it. And mm-hmm. it had to have been the Holy Spirit leading us. Like, because we didn't even really think it through to that point. You know what I mean? Like, to really realize that we were investing in in their perspective and shaping their minds in, in that mm-hmm. capacity. Like, we would never have... <laughs> done that on our right. own you know so i like after the fact i was like oh yeah you're right this is a great <laughs> right but like think of other people there could be other people right now yeah. out there that are thinking about vacations or maybe they want to send their kids on a mission trip or but what oh, if yeah. it's that's something they could do as a family well and i think fear i think fear can um you know we hear so much in the media about places across the ocean that seem unsafe or they mm-hmm. seem because they're different and we don't know or they they speak a different language that can be um, fearful if you're not at the resort or if you're mm-hmm. not at the, you know, and I think you do have to use wisdom depending on where you're wanting to go. But um, for us, like, it was funny, like, there were people that were, like, well-meaning and they, they just don't know... Um, they don't have that broader view of the world that they were like, I can't believe you're taking your kids to Africa. Like, you know what I mean? Like they thought yeah. that we were going to for sure either get um, kidnapped by <laughs> some yeah. awful child army, you know, but, and there, that's a reality, you know, for a lot of mm-hmm. uh, those countries. And so I don't want to like, act no. like that's not <clears throat> a real thing, but we were very safe and we were just really excited to show the boys how big God is, you know, mm-hmm. and see that um, kids are the same, whether they're mm-hmm. here in their schools or if they're in Kenya in a remote village you know they they still love soccer and they still have homework and they still um they still feel like they still mm-hmm. even for the kids that they they got to meet and play with that have been neglected or abandoned or abused or all of that you know like just realizing that there are kids out there that mm-hmm. go through these struggles in Africa but there's kids just like that here at home too right that have been neglected and abused and just you know letting them see the 
the least of these, the ones that are mm-hmm. maybe forgotten or because they seem to be poor or for whatever reason we we don't associate with them you know so right. it was it was really great just to give them some perspective of what's important yeah and i i mean we i just wanted to say something about that because i think we forget that our kids if we invest and cultivate Absolutely. in them hearts now that mm-hmm. um have a broader world view and care about hurting people Absolutely. and show them some of that. It will, it changes them. And I think it can make them world changers later on. Absolutely. I'm like, praying right. that it does. But like that their first trip abroad was with their family where they're in the safety of their parents. And then later, if they go on a mission trip, right? they'll, I think just have a different, just a better perspective. And, and it's funny, like be Kurt ready. and I noticed like our boys had never even flown before. Okay. So there was like things that would happen that were, um, you know, like turbulence on the airplane or mm-hmm. just like little things or, you know, a security check when we're driving and they're like, you know, they're, they're Kenyan police officers with giant rifles and like they yeah. don't know, should we be scared? And so like, they look to Kurt and I to see if we're, if we look panicked, you know? And so it was just a really great mm. realization for both of us to be calm and like we were calm, they were calm. They were not scared of anything. They tried new things. They... You know, because they were looking to us to see if we were, if they saw hesitation in us, it would yeah. have said something to them. You know, it was like one of those moments where I realized more is being caught here than taught, you know, and I oh. was able to be like, okay, I need to be a big girl right now. Even yeah. if I am a little nervous, you know, I can't show mm-hmm. until the spider came out. Then I was a total girl and jumped on the couch because <laughs> it was ginormous. Did you take a picture? No. Okay. I was well, like, oh my did gosh. Did any of your kids? <laughs> the after it was dead. Oh, gross. Okay. I know. It was awful. Okay. Well, let's move on. And I want to talk about mm-hmm. what it's like there. Yeah. Where you went. Oh my gosh. I want the to hear climate's about- perfect. Like, I kid you not, we kept telling all our Kenyan friends, I'm pretty sure in the new world, <laughs> when we're all around the throne room, it's going to be Kenyan weather. Because mm. <laughs> it was like 75 to 80, sunny, dry, beautiful, cool in the oh. evenings, cool in the mornings, just like perfect weather. Mm. So that was awesome. And then, yeah, we drove down. It's like three hours from Nairobi. Uh, and it's beautiful, beautiful near Machakos, where the Mitaboni town is, where the orphanage is that Kids Alive runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kids Alive Kenya, I think they have four or five homes. Uh, they have, the director there is amazing. Her heart is just for these kids that are vulnerable or at risk. Um, so the great thing we also love about Kids Alive is that there's a lot of organizations over there that if they know the kids are HIV positive, they will not bring them in because mm. it's just too much. And so mm-hmm. the great thing is Kids Alive will rescue a child and they test after the fact. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they have HIV or not, they're going to get that child the help and the, oh. they, they need. So um, we drove, yeah, three hours down to Machacos, to Midaboni. And the cool thing about this home is that our church here in Valparaiso, um, it has completely adopted this home years ago. Back when Kurt and I were first there, there was only 23 kids at this home. When we were there just a couple weeks ago, there's 60 kids. Wow. And like for us to see these kids grow, that was so cool to see kids that were younger and now they're like young men and young women and they're thriving and they're healthy and they have futures and they're going to school and they're becoming electricians wow. and pilots and engineers. And So by what you mean by our church adopting this home is that our people in our church have adopted every child, not yeah. adopted, but yeah, sponsored, sponsored every mm-hmm. child in that home. Yeah, so and we it's take care of take, it, yeah. completely taking care of it. So like yeah. we have people in our congregation that um, 
have been blessed and they have chosen to bless others. So like we have some families that have sponsored the greenhouse, you know, building of the greenhouse and Mm -hmm. teaching farming there. So this home is like self-sustainable. It's growing enough produce now that they go into the town and they sell. So it's now creating income to run the house, Mm -hmm. like to run the whole home and feed the kids and the community. Like it's amazing. Um, They have safe water and the whole community is welcome to the water. So like that was really cool to see people just coming and arriving at that home to get water. And um, it was just, it's just such a great feel because it really feels like all those kids there are a family. And it really has that feel that a family over here, like Calvary Church. Our church body, yeah. Is taking care of a family in Machacos in Midabody Town. Mm-hmm. And it was just so beautiful because it really felt like that. Like it was just so great. And all the kids are like so excited and like, do you know my sponsor? And they'd say the names, like, do you know so and so? And do you mm-hmm. we'd be able to be like, Yeah, they're great. And they they send greetings and it was yeah. just so cool. And then these kids just have such a love for our church and they have ownership in that and they pray for our church. Mm-hmm. And man, these kids, Kurt and I were absolutely amazed at their work ethic. Like the Kids Alive staff are teaching these kids life skills that they'll be able to take with them for the rest, like forever and mm. pass down. Like it's amazing. So these kids are getting up at like five in the morning. They do their chores. They are sweeping. They are washing floors. They are taking care of their bedrooms where they stay. Mm. Everything is neat as a pin. And then they go and they have breakfast and they wash all their dishes, mm. their own dishes. And then they go back and they get ready for school. They walk to school. They leave at six thirty. They walk to the school. They are in class. Some of the older ones don't get out till five. They walk home. They uh, do their wash by hand in a bucket. They have showers, like bucket showers. They um, do the rest of their chores. They have like a rotating schedule of like kitchen duties and mm-hmm. who's helping each week doing different things. And then they wash all the dishes again. And then they go and have devotions. And then they do their homework and studies. And then they go to bed. Like they work so dang hard. Mm-hmm. My kids were like, wow, like really um, challenged. You know, like we're so selfish with our time over here in the West. And, but they take such good care of their shoes. Like mm-hmm. these staff members are teaching them how to take care of things that to us are little. Like if, if our kids ruin their shoes, we can go get them another pair. Where these kids, if they ruin their shoes, they can't go to school. Mm-hmm. Like they, in their schooling, their education, that's their ticket out. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be able to go and, learn and become something and then in because of that go back to their communities either take care of their families or Mm -hmm. um change be leaders in their communities so it's really important for them to take care of their school uniforms and their shoes and Mm. they just do an absolute amazing job so tell me uh where do all these kids come from that live in this home yeah they're all kids from that community so, so they don't have parents or they're... Yeah, these are kids. That's what I... You know, another reason why we love Kids Alive. They, if they can keep that child in their home with their family, that's their first option. You know, if it's a healthy mom and dad that are able to take care of their kids, um, but they're just going through a really hard time, um, they'll come alongside. They'll teach them either uh, different skills or they'll give them, you know, goats and chickens or whatever they need to help sustain them. But they'll come alongside them get their kids in school 
and they'll try to keep that child in that family in their village. So Kids Alive is helping some people that are already in villages. families yeah. and villages. So they're, it's not just the kids at the home. So. Right. It's amazing. So they're really transforming whole communities. And um, so they do that. And then there's some family situations that the mom and the dad, either the dad's taken off or the mom's died of AIDS. Um, the mom could be mentally unstable. There's lots of different reasons why. Sure. Um, but if the kid is vulnerable or at risk, they will bring the children in. Or mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we, vis- we visited a home um, of a family there, and the little boy was probably around Jude's age, and he uh, was rescued this July. And mm-hmm. the week before we got there, his little brother arrived. And oh my goodness, this little guy, you could just eat him up. He was so cute. These boys were just beautiful. So they said, we'd like to go visit their home. So I said, yes. So we walk up, way up into the mountains to this home, and um, there's no water. Like, she's got to carry water all mm-hmm. this way. The dad wasn't there. He had taken off. And the mom was mentally unstable. She was not in a place where she could take care of her children. They were, it was a very bad situation. Like, this mm-hmm. house was, you know, mm-hmm. eight by six and... There's a fire in it, and it's just not a oh. safe place. And um, that's where their kitchen is, right? They like cook inside. Mm-hmm. And she was very proud to show us her home. And we, you know, we thanked her and had some time with her. We were able to pray over her, but she had a baby with her too. So they mm-hmm. had the six-month-old other little brother, and he, she was nursing him. But like, if she doesn't eat, and there was no food, they're in drought season right now, so she's not eating. The baby's not eating, and. I was like really worried about this baby because he looked really tiny. And I said to Lillian, the lady who runs the Minaboni home, I said like, what about this baby? And she said, oh, we're keeping an eye. Like mm-hmm. they, br- they bring food when they can and they come alongside her and try to help her. So just, just taking those two boys um, down to the home is setting up them to win in a, in a sense, you know, giving that family a chance. And then she comes down because the, the, they have a church there. So she comes every comes Sunday to church. to church. So she gets to see her boys. And like when we went to visit the home, we got the little guy out of school that was in mm-hmm. school. So they were able to come and visit their mom too. But yeah, it's just a really beautiful way. These Kids Alive staff, they really try to keep these kids tied to their families and their villages. So like at Christmas break and at the breaks throughout the school year, the kids go back to their villages, whether mm-hmm. it's to an auntie's or to a grandparent's house. So they have some sense of identity and family outside. Yeah, it was it was really great for our boys just to witness that and make such great friends. And they played soccer, you know, mm-hmm. at every home. They played so much soccer. They loved it. It was so good. That's great. And you guys got to see the girl that you sponsor. Yeah, You've she had lives her. there. Yeah. yeah, so we've got to meet her a few times. That's the cool thing too. Like you're able to actually have relationships with these kids. Like you write letters back and forth. They send you updates regularly with Kids Alive. They do a really great job. Like, I was so impressed with the staff, these caregivers that pour into these kids, man. Before the sun's up, before 5 a.m., they're up with the kids, Mm. teaching them how, helping them, making their meals, serving them, serving them, like, wholeheartedly, teaching them, counseling them when they have abandonment issues or they get really angry because they've been abandoned or they've been hurt and they get mm. you know like these are kids that feel they're not they don't just accept what's happened to them and then everything's rosy they have to deal with their mm-hmm. stories they have to deal with the things that have happened 
And these caregivers, they just pour into these kids. And we were just amazed at the level of care that these kids get. So they get meals, they get education, they get counsel, they get to hear about Jesus, they get to be tied to their family still and have some sense of identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're happy. Like they are playing, like the care, they're play, the caregivers play with the kids. They, they're just, we were so impressed seeing how the money that, yeah, sometimes you feel like you're just writing a check over here and you don't even know if it's really making a difference. I'm telling you right now, it is making a difference. Yeah. It, I love that this is such an important thing because I, yeah, you feel like you're sending a check and it's just going away, but it's it actually feels goes right. It really does help them. Oh my goodness. They deal with their, like, so in every home around the world that they have, they have that culture raising these children. So there are Kenyans running the Kenyan homes. You know, in Lebanon, where they have their, their homes, there are Lebanese people in the Lebanese home with the boards at each, in each of these mm-hmm. countries are made up of that same culture also. So you have people that speak that language. You have people that are able to um, be accountable to each other and they're accountable to like to the head office and everything else but the money really gets where it's needed and it's not taken lightly mm-hmm. like they are you were telling me about the the whole idea of buying the goats and the chickens oh, and yeah. that you can we did that over christmas that was one of our giving things right when we talked about but they that. really do go to those families oh my goodness and make a difference yeah like the chickens and the goats and the gardens and the seeds that you can buy at christmas time um, or anytime. At any time. You can go to kidsalive.org mm-hmm. and do that at any time. Those, a lot of those are going to the Keeping Families Together program. So they're going to those families that are struggling and needing just a little bit of assistance right now. They're, that's the way Kids Alive can come. That's one of the ways they come alongside mm-hmm. them. They give them, you know, the uniforms for school and all these things. Because if the kid doesn't have it, they don't go to school. It's mm-hmm. just the way their culture is over there. And they take that really seriously. Yeah. And so... Um you know, the money that you give when you sponsor a child or mm. if you buy those things, um, they're not just, it's not just money going to people. It's right. like an organization or people, right. you know, that are working in of, the office. Yeah. It's yeah. helping these kids and it's helping that community. Oh my goodness. But like then that home wasn't there. That whole community would feel it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that was amazing. Like it was very clear that if that home wasn't there, that entire community would suffer. Mm-hmm. And what a light that that home is mm-hmm. that they're sharing Christ they have church and people in the community whose kids might live there they're going to worship there Absolutely. and hearing about Jesus and so there's so many different facets here of oh, how man. it's how, it's holistic like mm-hmm. that's the beautiful like I love that about kids alive it's completely holistic they're taking care of all of the needs these kids have I loved it we were able to go up to another home um and when Kurt and I were there 4 years ago this little guy had just been saved like he had just been rescued from a really bad situation. And um, I think I tell the story in my blog of the, mm-hmm. the gentleman who was running that home at the time. Uh, the mom had just taken off. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, ba- this little guy, he was like four, was just left on his own. Oh. And when he found him, he was just laying on a pile of junk and dying. Like he was starving to death. Oh my gosh. And Silas went in there and he just picked him up and brought him home into the orphanage. and. When we were there four years ago, he was hesitant. He didn't feel like he could trust us. He just watched us. He was, mm-hmm. he was new there too, you know, and, and they were working with him trying to build those. Like trust. And, yeah, yeah. All of those issues. And he was just, he was starving and they were trying to get him healthy. And 
Uh, we visited. His mom had come back at that point. We went to the home to visit her, and he had another sibling who was just really, really sick. And um, then there was two other siblings there. One was really, really sick, and the other one was just, you know, still struggling. So Kids Alive has since tried to get that um, one child better. And so they sent him for operations and the things that he needed. And sadly, because of the way it was dealt with when he was young, before Kids Alive, he's unable to get better. And mm-hmm. so the mom has since passed away. And that other sibling is at Kids Alive now, too, mm-hmm. at the Corundas home. And when we got there, I was looking for him, right? Just, I was wondering, uh, mm-hmm. before I even, like, I was, like, watching to see if I could find him. And um, I, it brought tears into my eyes when I finally did see him because I'm going to cry again thinking about it. it. He was, like, glowing. Mm-hmm. He was glowing. And he was tall and healthy. And he was just beautiful. And mm. um, he said he remembered us. And there was a picture actually of him and Kurt in his room from the time before. Oh. And um, it was just so cool to see this little boy, like in the midst of a lot of tragedy and struggle, he is thriving, like mm. thriving. And he's got, he has a bright, bright future, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just so cool to see um, the difference, the impact that this really does have on real people. Like it's not just stories you hear that they're real families and real people. And um, seriously, if you have not sponsored a child, if you don't have, maybe you haven't done that yet, it's totally okay. I would plead with you to go to kidsalive.org and sponsor a child. Like it, it really, really does make a difference. And you can feel good about knowing that your money is getting to where it needs to go. So mm-hmm. even if you do sponsor a child, maybe you want to be able to sponsor another one or just give a one-time gift, you know, like it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there, I know of a few families that sponsor more than one kid just because yeah, they're or, able to. Yeah, and that's great. And if you, mm-hmm. even if you can't, maybe you can't make that commitment, it's really, I think it's like 30 some dollars a month. Like... 39, yeah. Yeah, $39 a month. And it's like, come on now. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's doable for us. And, you know, and Kurt and I have decided that... um we'd happily sacrifice more to be able to sponsor another child. So, you know, like we, we don't have TV. That's what we've, we don't mm-hmm. pay for a TV subscription and we're able to do that. Like there's a lot of things we can do because we don't have a ton, but we can do a little bit, you know, and every little bit counts. So mm, that's so great. Yeah. I think there's so many things that maybe I spend my money on mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't even need to. Right. And it's just, it's not really even like, worthwhile things in my life but i just blow it you know right like stopping at the gas station and get you my know. kids snacks all the time <laughs> well we can that's do okay it's, no but seriously we can do without those right snacks. But like bring if, them from home you right know? but if i were to talk to my kids about that this could help the kid that we sponsor or oh. that home or those people if we give oh know, yeah and for my boys to put yeah. faces and names to like the pictures that we have up in our home and like when they got to meet our sponsor daughter mm-hmm. oh my goodness i it was just too much for me. It was just, it was like, I couldn't ask for anything better, like mm-hmm. for them to really see the difference, you know, mm-hmm. to see that we're really helping this little girl. Like she's, she has a future and a hope now and not because we're great, but because God was so good to us and he's given us so much that we can do this part. This is a, mm-hmm. something small we can do for the kingdom. You know, it's, it's bigger than us. So I, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You can follow, I've posted a lot of pictures. So if you haven't followed me on 
uh, Instagram. You can mm-hmm. go there and see. But there's just so much beauty there. Like I, I love um, their food. Yeah. What's their culture like? Yeah. Because I know it's pretty different. I know that you have told me before that. Uh, well, you just talk, what? please. No, go. Well, I don't know what you want me to say. I I love the food. The chapati. I got to make chapati with the Kenyan women and it was hilarious. They were like laughing because I was like, girls, teach me your ways. Like I want to mm-hmm. learn. And there's some language barriers, but oh my goodness, their food's just delicious. A lot of meat and fresh vegetables and like stews and um, yeah, rice. And I love mm-hmm. it. My kids loved it. They did great. And mm-hmm. yeah, the kids did really well. They served, they washed dishes, they played, they cleaned up, they... It was just awesome. And like we, I kept asking the boys afterwards, like, you know, um, we don't have to feel guilty about the things that we have that they don't have. But that's not the point of this trip. I'm not taking you there so you feel awful about what we have. You know, I'm taking you there so you get perspective and you can be thankful for what you have. And it gives you perspective to be able to share and do more for others. So that being said, they were like, those other kids never complained. Hmm. I didn't hear one complaint. I'm sure they do complain because their kids are real people. Like, but they would wash and do all these things. They'd be playing and then their, their caregiver would come, okay, it's time to wash your clothes. And okay, yeah, off they go and wash their clothes. So we would go and help them. And at the end of the day, after their homework and all these things, I would say to them, are you guys tired? And they'd be like, no. I'm like, What? <laughs> I'm tired watching you. <laughs> like no. it was incredible. So like for my boys to be like, you know, that's one of them was like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to complain so much. I was challenged by that. And mm. I know one of my boys was like, you know, I'm going to work harder because I'm able to, you know, I'm healthy and strong and able to. So I'm going to give it my all. Like all these little things where I'm mm. like, yeah, we don't have to like come home and throw out our TVs and do all these things, but we can take things from their culture. Mm-hmm. They work hard. They're, Education is everything because it's the way they can get a good job later on. Um, But they love color, like their fabrics. And I love that. Like their buildings, when you're driving through these little towns, are all painted in like really bright colors. Mm. Um, And of course, like I just, I loved, I loved like all the livestock and, you know, I I bought, brought back art, like Mm. paintings. Oh, I I have to show you. Yeah, I have to show you so pretty i'm so excited yeah i just love it i love all of i just that's one thing when you travel to a different culture you come back richer just because Mm -hmm. you've learned new things and seen new things and experienced life in a different way you know so yeah i highly recommend that if you are thinking of taking your kids on a on a vacation and maybe you've already done disney and you could do something different like go and serve somewhere it's something that will be good for your, you know, perspective for your kids. Mm-hmm. How would someone go about doing that? Though? Yeah. It, like you if know. you were wanting to serve, like seriously, let's say you're, um, you're like, I would love to do something like that. Like maybe there's just like opportunities right here, right in your town with um, a shelter or, you know, like with different things. Like I know here we have housing opportunities and um, like our church does a really good job of, trying to get people plugged into life groups where they can start doing things and making a difference in areas serving together. I think that's really important to do it with your people. Like mm-hmm. I love that like our people like you and your husband and we have other friends that 
you know, we're able to, we all have different burdens and different passions, but we can encourage each other in those areas. So I, I don't know, maybe you talk to a friend and figure that out. But if you wanted to do something with Kids Alive, uh, you go to kidsalive.org and you can contact them through that. Or you can call the head office. I have, I'm friends with a beautiful lady named Phyllis and she would love to talk to you. Even if you have questions about sponsoring a child, um, you're not sure and you want a little more info, um, I'm going to post her phone number and everything in the blog post that we do on the website on bydesignpodcast.com. And so you'll be able to call her directly and talk to her. That's great. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. Seriously. Thanks for praying for my family. And, mm-hmm. you know, like those things really matter. We were healthy the whole time. No mm-hmm. one had upset stomachs. Wow. Like with the different foods and stuff, you know, like you just never mm-hmm. know. Um, so it was just so great. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited to like decorate with some of my Kenyan flair now. Yeah. And your husband's going back there. Yeah. In a Kurt's weeks. going back. Oh, I'm kind of jealous because we're in the cold still. I know. Is he going to Kids Alive again or no? No, he's not able to do Kids Alive, which is, he's so glad because if he had to go, if he got to go to Africa and couldn't go visit the Kids Alive homes, that would have been so hard for him. So he's already been there. So he's and, already been there and mm-hmm. been able to, yes. But he is going back to tour um, Rwanda and Uganda. Uh, and yeah, in Nairobi, he's playing mm-hmm. in Nairobi, a great big one at the end. So great big concert with the guys. He's there playing music, mm-hmm. which is awesome. He loves it. It's like, sometimes I really feel like, how in the world did we get here? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's great. I was talking to someone the other day and um, I think our pastor had just talked up, up front in the church and was talking about Nairobi Chapel and this church in Kenya. And mm. um, my friend looked at me and she was like, they have churches? And so I think, you know, it's so funny, like in our worldview, we don't realize what God is doing on the other side of the world and real communities and Mm. people worshiping and. Oh, yeah. And like, seriously, Nairobi is a concrete jungle, guys. It's like downtown Nairobi is beautiful. It's just like Chicago. Like, it's just like any of the major cities you see in America. Like, it's a major city Mm -hmm. with tall skyscrapers and beautiful buildings. But the second you go outside of the city, right, it's... Yeah, like there's within the city, there's Kibera and it's one of the the second largest slum in all of Africa. And so Mm -hmm. the kids got to see the slum. Like they got to see how people live. We have friends that live there in the slum and they love it. It's their people, you know, like that's their culture. They're choosing to live there. They're choosing to live there and it's okay. Like we tend to... um, It's funny, like with our Western eyes tend to look at these things and think, that it's lesser than what we have and it's not, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And so it's my oldest son asked the question to one of our friends that lives there. Like, why, why do you live there? Why, why don't people just move out of there? Like, why don't they make more money and get out? And, you know, it's a whole issue. A lot of people, they do choose to stay there. A lot of people you can't because the, a lot of things are really corrupt, the police and the different things. And, mm. It's just really hard to get out of that cycle. Um, so it's there's a lot of issues that there's a lot of brilliant people that have wrote about it, but it's real life for a lot of people, you know, and we just take mm-hmm. so much for granted. So mm-hmm. we came home and the first thing one of my sons said when we walked through the door was, our house is huge. <laughs> and I was like, not that our house is huge, but it seemed huge, you know, yeah. and we are blessed. Like, So we were just laughing about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. God is big and he has it, you know, mm-hmm. he's got those people in all the other parts of the world. And I feel like right now our, I don't like, I just, there's so much need for 
us to see that we need him. Mm-hmm. You know, we need him just as much here um, as the people that are struggling in Europe or in Africa. Like, we need Jesus and we need to, like, keep surrendering and repenting and praying that we would become more like Jesus because if we don't, it's all for naught. Mm-hmm. I kind of brought you back something from Africa. <laughs> something that's already here <laughs> or that's coming it's coming what is it i can't tell you okay well but coffee <laughs> i'm drinking it right now right yeah the coffee oh my goodness and my kids loved taking tea they drink their tea there they boil it in milk so you know how we do the majority of our tea leaves in water they mm. boil them in the milk for and then oh. you drink it so it's very creamy it's very like almost chai like oh it's oh. so good Sounds- Amazing. It was amazing. And they put lots of sugar in it. So my kids loved it. Mm. And the fruit there is so much better. The pineapple tastes like a different fruit. I'm not even joking. Do you have to dress different when you go there? This is a dumb question, but for someone who doesn't know, like, yeah. Some of our kids, when they went on mission trips there, I think, weren't they wearing like having to wear a certain attire? Yeah. I think, like, I, if you're on stage, you're to wear a dress. If you're like at church or something, um, but I was pretty, uh, conservative, you know, <laughs> because, you know, I like to walk around in my, but you were wearing pants and, or you didn't have to I wear skirts. Wear, no, I didn't have to wear skirts. I didn't even take a skirt. This is crazy. Yeah. And I, I wore t-shirts though. I didn't have bare shoulders often around the kids just because I just didn't want to, um, you know, I wanted to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did, I wore more t-shirts, not as many tank tops when I was at the homes, but I wore tank tops and stuff in Nairobi and mm-hmm. they're like totally cosmopolitan. Like it was pretty great. Yeah. So they have, you know, the fashion industry there, mm-hmm. people are wearing like. Yeah. And like, I like my friend Stella, who's there, man, she is a fashionista. Yeah. And my friend Enid, man, those girls have got it going on. And, and they're Kenyan. They're Kenyan and they always look amazing. Right. Like all of the Kenyan women, friends of ours, like all of them, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I kept telling like the, the moms and stuff in the caregivers' homes, like, you guys, Kenyan women, man, you guys look young and you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, they are so beautiful. And that was something really interesting to me that um, I was asked to teach the women. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I never heard about this. Yeah. So this was so funny. So in Kenyan culture, Kurt knew this. So he was more prepared than I was. And I was laughing at him before we left because he was preparing because he knew that he'd probably be called on to preach. And he was like four times. And oh my so gosh. it was hilarious. So he had to, to preach. So we were, <laughs> we were meeting with the pastor. It was our last Sunday in Kenya and we were at the boys' home. It was one of the kids' alive homes where it's all boys. Um, ages like six through 18. And they asked Kurt if he would teach, you know, the, the boys. And um, they asked, he said, and you will teach our women. And I said, okay. Oh. <laughs> Me? Um, but they're all like community women that come to the church because all the kids' alive homes have churches that draw the community. So that was so great. I was just so blessed by those women. I was like, what am I, first of all, what am I going to talk about? What'd you talk about? Thank the Lord for Heather Holloman. Oh, Heather. (laughs) Because I had led Bible study, co-led it this fall. And I just feel like that was something that God really resonated in my soul. And so I was able to share seated Mm. 
like the message of Ephesians 2 6. And so that was really, really great. And I was sitting there in this room full of Kenyan women, and I had a lady uh, translating for me into Swahili because some of those women didn't speak English. And I asked, you know, we got to the point. Well, first, let me say, okay, I would say something like I would say a truth or something that, um, you know, out of that, that we are all seated and we have a place at this table that God has for us and it's in the heavenly realms. And, you know, we get to be here and it, there's nothing we have to do and all of these things. And they're all like all amening once it's in Swahili. It was so cute. Oh. But maybe she was telling them something different. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but um, anyways, I asked the question at the end, um, what keeps you from being seated? You know, what are some things in that, you know, you that hmm. keeps you from choosing to sit at the table that God has for you? And they said the same things. Really? That we say. Hmm. I was like, wow, me too. Like the the sinful, selfish desires, you know, the comparison, hmm. the all those things were the same issues. Like it was amazing to see. Like I I loved it. And these are women, some of these women, a couple of them were like older, you know, older village, hmm. you know, they don't get out of their village ever, yeah. you know. So it was just really cool to see that. But I was, I listened to, recently listened to Levi Lesko. Oh, from, um, from Passion? He's a pastor, yeah. He spoke at Passion this year, but he was like on the panel the year before, right. in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the year? And so they were asking him questions and he had was talking, sharing his story of how they moved from California to, is it Minnesota? And they were like leading a church there. Right. It's such culturally, culturally, it's such a change. Oh, yeah. But he was saying, we just stick, stick with the simple that, um, all people are broken. Yeah. All people are, you know, yeah. searching for something to fill their souls. Like the, the it's thing, the it's the same no matter where you go. No so matter. you don't have to be intimidated Mm-mm. by people in other cultures because they're broken in the same ways we're broken. It might show up differently in the, um, right in the situations, but it's right. essentially the same things that yeah. keep us from. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, it's so cool. I'll share that a link to that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really it was a powerful testimony. Yeah, and um, I love it. The gospel is simple. It Our is. need is simple. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was a really good time. I kind of miss it. Yeah, that's great. Well, it was a blessing, but it was cute. They even asked our boys to get up and share. You know, and this um, reminds me. Did they? What did they share? First of all, <laughs> poor little Jude. He oh. couldn't understand when when she asked him to get up, and you know that they believe that proverb that. Um, a word from afar off is a is like honey, you know, yeah. like it's a good Sweet thing. Yeah. yeah. So they really want to hear from us. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? We need to learn from you. Like, yeah. So it's so cute. I was telling June, I'm like, he was in Sunday school. So I'm like, honey, you got to go up and you just got to say something like, you know, thank them and, you know, say a memory verse or something. So it was so cute. He got it up there, bright pink cheeks. Like he got like, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so cute. Anyway, just- <laughs> he was like, for God so loved the world. <laughs> he, came oh. only, he did John 316. It was so cute. And of the course, lesson. the teacher is brilliant. She spun it into this beautiful, like part of her yeah. lesson. And she did a beautiful job. And it was just so cute. But, well, Pastor Lionel, our pastor, has told us stories before, or maybe someone else was saying, like when they've been to Kenya, that they're not, they didn't know this, but all of a sudden they'll be like, get up and preach. And oh, they'll yeah. be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like, you always have to be prepared because, Absolutely. you know, they're counting on the Holy Spirit and they believe. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not quite so, 
not always so planned. Like it might be here. Oh yeah. Not it like we so would just great. grab someone out of the crowd and say, come up and give us a word. Give us oh, a Oh yeah. And they message. took attendance at church. They really did. Mm. Like when we were at like, you know, who's here and who's not here and we'll need to pray for those that aren't here and we'll hear from them next week and find out where they were and can't right. wait to hear what they But it's not because the duty, it's because they love them and they want to know Make if sure they're, they're okay. Absolutely. And are they stumbling if they've fallen away? But or you know, or maybe they were at church somewhere else and we get to be encouraged from what they heard, you know? Like so cool. It was pretty cool. But yeah. Kurt did. Uh, he had he was called on. Now we're gonna talk to Pastor Kurt and <laughs> Yeah. Get up and share a word. But you you had mentioned to me something about their culture too, just the uh, the aliveness of them, or you know that they're oh, yeah. the joy that these people have. It just into their relationships and just friendships and yeah, they've discovered that joy comes from um, relationships, whether like from God through people. Mm-hmm. So like they've figured that out that joy doesn't come from stuff mm-hmm. or needing more things. Yeah, or and I think about some of our friendships and the you know. Over here, we're we're much more reserved. I feel like mm-hmm. in well, I mean, and we like to like feel popular or feel yeah. like we're I don't know. We need to feel seen and known because look what I have or look what I can do. As opposed mm-hmm. to do you know my heart and mm-hmm. I'm going to be blessed because we're going to talk and find out how you really are and how I can pray for you and how I can encourage you and then you're going to. Im- because of that, you'll be have encouraged me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they've figured that out, and that's just really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what we have things we could be learning from them. Absolutely, lots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a partnership. You know, we're all hands and feet, one body. So it's so great. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll share pictures. Yes. So just and um, I think on the last post when Lynn was heading to Kenya, I had shared a couple of videos like. Um, Did you? Well, it was the least of these I oh, put on yeah. our post. Yeah. Oh, and it was so cool. The other home, they adopted the song, uh, This Is Not The End, oh. The Seven Glory Does, and they were just singing it. And yeah. They, these if kids, man, they listen, were praising. Like, watch those little videos. It's just a great way to see mm-hmm. the, real. Yeah, the real people there singing You'll and praising. You'll see the kids their life, about. Yeah, what their <laughs> life is like. So we'll post a few more of those. And Yeah. Anyway. All Good right. talk. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Seriously, go to kidsalive.org. You, it's the best thing our family has ever done. Hmm. So it has just made my kids better and me better because it's not all about me Hmm. or them. So preach, do yourself a favor. (laughs) Okay, guys, it's good chatting with you. We will talk to you. We are excited because we've got some big things coming up on the podcast. Stay tuned. (laughs) 